and Happy New Year to you guys. Uh, welcome to 2021, and also welcome to the first episode of the Retro Geek Podcast. Uh, my name is Greg. You can call me Greg, Retro, Geek, Nerd, Dork, whatever. I- I've heard it all before. But yeah, this is kind of something a little different I've been thinking about doing for quite a while. Not really much of one for spoken word, but maybe you guys will enjoy it just the same. You're probably asking yourself exactly what the heck is Retro Geek. And basically, if you came here looking for strictly video games or movies, comic books, things like that, we'll still touch on it, but there's a little bit of randomness to this that uh, I don't think you guys will quite expect, but hopefully you'll appreciate it nonetheless. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Alright, so we're going to start this little ball of weird off with something I like to call five things that you need to know and one you don't. Uh, basically, what I'm going to share with you guys is just some random bits of information that relate to, you know, today, January the 1st. Um, and I'll let you decide which one is the one that you don't need to know. I'll give you a hint. It's probably going to be all of them. Uh, first off... First thing I found out was that uh, on this day in 1974, NBC Radio actually began a 24-hour-a-day news-on-the-hour radio broadcast. Now, if you think 24-hour news, most of you guys would probably remember back to around 2000, 2001. Uh, This was before all the sensationalism that you see on TV today. So you would think at the time that was the the only time in the history of radio and television that there was 24-hour broadcasts. But no, uh, this was started back in in the mid-70s to try and follow up on CBS. NBC was actually trying to compete with CBS on their ratings. And unfortunately, this was canceled after just two years. Um, People really didn't want to dedicate that much time to a 24-hour news broadcast. Um, Little did they know. But yeah, uh, and then a couple years later, NBC also replaced their Peacock logo with uh, a large N in the background. Uh, I don't think that really lasted very long until probably the early 80s. So, yeah. Uh, Second thing on the list, wanted to wish a happy birthday to the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, who turned 78 today. If you guys don't remember Jimmy Hart, he was the um, manager, uh, sidekick, if you will, to Hulk Hogan. 
but he also helped to manage several other wrestling factions, such as the Nasty Boys, the Heart Foundation, um, but whichever group he was affiliated with, he always had sort of an airbrush uh, jacket that had some kind of logo or design on it with matching sunglasses and the matching megaphone. So, yeah, happy birthday to uh, definitely a legend in the wrestling industry. And also, a very special happy birthday to Vern Troyer, uh, mini-me from the Austin Powers movies. Uh, Unfortunately, he passed a couple years ago in 2018, but definitely a talented individual. So hopefully you guys might take a a few minutes just to look at some hilarious Austin Powers clips in his memory. Uh, Third thing on the list is on this day in 1994, Cesar Romero passed away at the age of 86. Some of you guys might remember who Cesar Romero is and others are going, why the hell are you telling me about this? Cesar Romero was actually the Joker in the 1960s Batman television series. For most people, that would be their first actual memory of seeing the Joker on screen. But the reason I bring this up is because one of the more fascinating aspects, I think, is Cesar Romero was a very legendary uh, actor, uh, singer, dancer, and one of his trademark aspects was his giant, I don't want to say giant, but his rather prominent mustache. Not quite Tom Selleck-like, but still, you would very rarely see him without it. In fact, so much so that when he was given the role of the Joker in the Batman television series, he flat out refused to shave off that mustache. So if you look on the TV series very closely, uh, you can actually see caked on face paint to try and cover up the mustache. Um, And if you ever thought maybe his lip just looked a little weird, well, now you know why. Um, But yeah, a, a very legendary actor I feel like and probably the the best impression of the Joker on most of our memories at least until you know you get to Mark Hamill and and Heath Ledger and everybody else down the line but we'll talk more about the Joker in a future episode Uh, next up on this day Johnny Cash started playing his first of many free concerts in prisons so on january the 1st uh, 1958 johnny cash played his famous concert in san quentin state prison Uh, this was followed up a few years later with his Folsom prison performance Uh, both of these were released on record and two of the more memorable parts about these is Obviously, with the Folsom Prison record, uh, that was when he recorded his famous Folsom Prison Blues song. Still one of my favorite tunes to this day. But it was on the San Quentin record where he recorded A Boy Named Sue. 
which was actually written by Shel Silverstein. If you guys might remember back when you were in grade school, uh, some of the sort of sing-song rhyme tunes like The Cat Came Back the very next day. Uh, there were a few other ones too, but he actually helped to write A Boy Named Sue, which I thought was, you know, pretty fascinating. It was actually because of these performances and specifically the sale of those records that Johnny Cash came very close to, if not beating the Beatles on the Billboard top charts. All right, and then lastly, uh, on the list, in 1863, January the 1st, 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation, not only a presidential proclamation, but it was also an executive order, which basically granted freedom to any slaves that were under the Union states. Uh, if they were still in the Confederate states that didn't exactly uh, pertain to them, but if Union troops were able to move past and, and take on those specific areas, then the slaves would be permanently free. Or if they ended up escaping and then crossing over into the Union states. So, uh, yeah, definitely a, a very important fact in our history. But the other part to our history, too, is, I know it's a terrible segue, Part of our history is also in our traditions, and with this being January the 1st, I'm sure a lot of you guys are going to be eating your um, pork and black-eyed peas or whatever tradition that you have, but one of the more, I guess, unique traditions I found was through the Farmer's Almanac. There's a tradition where eating a ring-shaped treat, similar to, let's say, a donut or something like that, a, ring, a ring-shaped treat on New Year's symbolizes coming full circle. So make sure you guys swing by your local Krispy Kreme, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, pick yourself up a dozen or two. Retro Geek. So if you take a look at dictionary.com and look up the definition for the word geek, um, there's a few different options that come up. And one in particular that draws my attention is a carnival performer who performs sensationally morbid or disgusting acts such as biting off the heads of a live chicken. Thankfully, that's not what this is all about. Retro geek... Uh, applies more so to the other definition, which is a person who has excessive enthusiasm for and some expertise about a specialized subject or activity. And that's basically what this is about. If you hear uh, the dog barking in the background, hopefully they'll stop in a few minutes because, like I said, Happy New Year, people firing off fireworks. But no, um... Retro Geek, to me, isn't necessarily about uh, just the geek genre, the, you know, Big Bang Theory and that kind of thing. Um, to me, it's more about having that enthusiasm and that obsession for um, really wanting to be excited about something. And 
that pretty much defines me as a person. You know, I'm pushing 40 years old, and even to this day, I still get excited about everything from Ninja Turtle action figures when I was a kid to magic tricks, uh, card games, cryptocurrency, history, uh, random trivial knowledge, board games, and so on. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Uh, so this really gives me a chance to try and share some of that knowledge with people that might actually give a damn. Or it's just me rambling in an empty room. And either way, it still works out just fine. But that's pretty much what I wanted this to be about, was just a chance for me to be able to sort of bring some of this personality out in front of other people. And hopefully you guys will want to stick around for the journey. Uh, I have a lot of plans for what I want to do with this. And it's not just the podcast. Um, I'm actually a blogger as well. Uh, I used to blog about vaping products for probably about four years. Um, and I do want to start blogging again about the same kind of thing that we just talked about, you know, that obsession over stuff, just random stuff. Uh, and I have a lot of ideas about this, so hopefully the website's going to be coming soon. Um, but I also want to get into streaming, you know, doing some stuff on Twitch, maybe sharing some classic video games that I grew up with on like the NES or Sega Genesis, um, you know, maybe even playing some stuff like Magic Arena or Hearthstone. But one of the big things I do have planned is uh, towards the summer, I do want to start streaming some D&D campaigns. Uh, I used to play D&D quite a bit, and obviously with the 2020 pandemic it became a little bit of a challenge for people to try and get together and play D&D on a regular basis so I do want to you know try and recapture that magic again and maybe find some new people to play D&D with and then share it with you guys as an audience but more on that later that's probably going to come a little bit closer to the summer what I do want to share with you guys though is um this thing called buy me a coffee and what this is is uh, a way to be able to support uh, this podcast the website anything that I'm working on at the moment and in my opinion this is a whole lot better than patreon mainly because uh, you can tip on there you don't have to necessarily become a member so if you guys wanted to just buy a coffee you know it's I think right now I have it set to $3, but I may bump it back down to just $1. And then you can purchase whatever you want to just to be able to tip towards the podcast. Uh, but there are also membership options, and that's something that I do want to explore in the future. Right now, as a member benefit, which, by the way, the membership is $5 a month or $50 for a year. Right now, I do have my portfolio from the vaping magazine that I wrote for for almost two years. Uh, that's about 80 pages, so plenty of reading material there. 
but in the future I do want to take advantage of maybe some other members only perks uh, access to a discord server um, maybe some bonus episodes so I can vent for an hour or less or more who knows um, but just talk about more specific subjects and, and taking a lot more time to look into those um, maybe also doing some I don't know members only giveaways there's just so many options on what I want to do with this uh, but that does kind of give a little better flexibility and, and in my opinion better options for you guys uh, than any other membership driven uh, subscription so hopefully you guys will want to go and check that out if you do the website is buymeacoffee.com forward slash retro geek and be sure to share that with your friends uh, i would greatly appreciate it and regardless even for just listening to the podcast i really do appreciate you guys' support retro geek so one of the things i do want to talk about and it is definitely a hot topic with um, the way life has changed over the past year for all of us is um, I want to talk to you guys about movie theaters. Now, movies are a a very passionate subject for me. Um, I actually wanted to go to college to learn to write scripts for movies, television shows, and things like that. And Uh, My first job was actually working for a movie theater. So I kind of feel like that connection to, or being in the middle between the audience and whatever's coming up on the screen is a really empowering thing for me. I loved being able to sort of host people to essentially come into my house and, and show them something that, you know, might spark some emotion in them. Uh, entertain them, make them laugh, make them cry. There's just so much behind it. And it's really unfortunate the way things have panned out over the past year with a lot of movie theaters having to close their doors simply because, you know, with quarantine and with limited capacity, these places just cannot stay open. Uh, It's a very unfortunate thing, especially because movie theaters have been such a central part of the American culture, at least. Uh, I'm sure definitely overseas, you know, Japan and China have some of the biggest uh, markets when it comes to movie theaters, but those theaters have always been a, a very central part of our culture dating back to the early 20th century. I mean, you know, even on the West Coast, the first air conditioned buildings were movie theaters you know initially these things were they started out as viewing booths where you could watch a moving picture for a nickel and it was what they called a nickelodeon but those ended up changing over to uh, the larger screens where you would have balconies with some of the wooden benches so the lower income people would sit in those balconies and then the the cushier seats would be you know down at floor level but uh, it was a place for people to go and catch up on the news you know they would put news reels about what's happening around the country in front of these films 
you would see, uh, you know, trailers for like the Lone Ranger or Wizard of Oz, you know, anything up until like the James Bond movies in the 50s and 60s and even up until now with uh, the more advanced trailers on the screen. You know, this was just a really cool place for people to come together with their friends um, and, and family and, and just be able to enjoy the the range of emotions and enjoy a really cool story without having to leave their seats. But, you know, the industry definitely has changed, especially in the last century and, and some change where it was first the one big theater um you know like i said with all that stuff in the beginning and heck even some of the looney tunes cartoons those weren't designed for kids specifically not like what you would see on nickelodeon now uh, those were more like uh, political cartoons and there's actually a bit of history in some of those especially with the the way world war ii had panned out but we'll get into uh, the looney tunes in the future and you know, one of the bonus episodes I was thinking about doing was talking about the top 10 uh, band cartoons. And there's actually quite a bit of these that had uh, more dark humor, but also a lot of racial pre prejudice um, and just uh, a lot of really dark things in American history that, like I said, wasn't geared towards kids, but it just... It captures a lot of the American essence in kind of a tongue-in-cheek sort of way. But anyway, I'm getting beside myself. So yeah, movie theaters went from being this one giant uh, theater for people to collect into to becoming these multiplexes, whether it be four theaters in a building or 16, 24, you know, who knows how many screens were in some of these megaplexes but they went from you know trying to cram a whole bunch of people into one theater to watch a movie you know 180 250 maybe even 300 some seats to now a lot of theaters had removed those uh, cramped seats for a more cushier style the recliners um, the larger space so you can actually sprawl out a little bit. Some theaters would do gourmet meals or meals and drinks themed for that specific film that you're watching. So it became less of a let's go watch something and have something to talk about to let's escape from the real world and actually enjoy ourselves out for a change. Uh, let's kind of spoil ourselves a little bit. But that's... You know, the, the thing about movies and movie theaters is that it's an ever-evolving industry. So it's to me, it's really sad to see things get to the point they are now where uh, streaming is now replacing a lot of these movie theaters. Um, you know, it, it's not just the, the Netflix, but also you hear about Warner Brothers is going to release a lot of their films on streaming at the same time as what they're releasing in theaters. Uh, and while that's all well and good for the audience to still be able to watch things, 
Uh, that's also putting a lot of independent film chains in... Let me try that again. That's also putting a lot of um, movie theater chains at the risk of having to shut down simply because, you know, they can't support their... Um, they can't support their staff. They can't meet the overhead because it's bad enough that people aren't able to come out because of quarantine, but now they're given even more reason to not to. Uh, so again, that's really sad. Um, it, it breaks my heart to see something like that, but even so movie theaters have always found a way to evolve and to become something new and refreshing. So, you know, hopefully things will change in the future and these things will still stick around. But in the meantime, uh, if you guys are able to, and this is just my opinion and you can take it for what it is, but movie theaters are going above and beyond to try and accommodate for people during the quarantine and during the pandemic. So if you can go and support some of these smaller businesses, uh, it would be greatly appreciated because if these things shut down, this could be a lost art. And I really don't think it's something that would be very easy to come back if it's even able to come back. So just being honest with you guys, um, you know, feel free to send me an email or leave some comments on the social media pages and I'll, I'll give you those addresses at the end of the show. But I do want to hear your feedback. You know, do you guys agree with what I'm saying? Um, and what do you think, how do you think the world would be different if movie theaters did close down, you know, and if they were no longer part of our culture, is it something that you would miss? Uh, or is it something that, you know, you feel like we could probably do without. So I'd love to hear your comments and I'd love to hear your thoughts. So, um, yeah. Okay, so the last thing I want to cover on today's episode, since we were just talking about movies, this was a post I put on the Facebook page um, probably a little over a week ago. And I made mention that I would probably bring it up during the first podcast and I would love to hear what you guys think about this and what your choices would be so and maybe you've seen this graphic being passed around but either way uh, the idea is you're making a film choose four actors to star in your movie no more no less good luck and then there's a picture of 20 actors and they're legendary actors, but I'm going to go through the list real quick here. But hopefully not too quick, so. Uh, excuse me. So starting out the list is uh, Gary Oldman, Anthony Hopkins, Morgan Freeman, Samuel L. Jackson, Jack Nicholson, Bruce Willis, Will Smith, Tom Hanks, Jackie Chan, Robert De Niro, Jason Statham, Johnny Depp, Leonardo DiCaprio, Willem Dafoe, 
uh, Keanu Reeves, Danny Glover, Jet Li, Denzel Washington, Brad Pitt, and Al Pacino. So, four actors. Who would you want to have in your movie? Now, I've given this a lot of thought. A lot of thought. Probably way more than I should have. But, you know, this is the equivalent of doing some kind of fantasy football league, but for actors. So, I think for me, the obvious choice for the very first one would have to be Gary Oldman. And the reason I say that is because if you've watched anything from the Christopher Nolan Batman movies to Air Force One to Fifth Element, the range of this actor is insane. Uh, He's probably one of the best character actors I've ever seen. So it doesn't matter if he's playing a good guy, a bad guy, uh, somebody who's calm and reserved, or somebody who's half psycho. He could pull it off. So I would have to pick Gary Oldman for the first one. Uh, The second one, though, and this was kind of a tough one for me because I wanted somebody that could be a genuinely good guy that you would want to uh, have compassion for. Sorry. Those are the crazy dogs that we have in our house. Um, so for the the nicer actor approach, it was really hard for me to pick between Tom Hanks and Morgan Freeman. Uh, obviously with Morgan Freeman, you would want to have his deep, sultry voice and maybe some of that old southern accent when he starts cussing somebody out which is one of my favorite things but i would have to go with tom hanks for number two uh tom hanks is just somebody that i mean you can't help but love anything that he does on screen you know whether it's a twist on his character all of a sudden going from being a really good guy uh to just being an outright mobster, you know, Tom Hanks is just somebody that you can't help but love, which would make a a twist, like I said, that much more powerful if he were to do that. Um, But his performance as Mr. Rogers was incredible. I didn't even feel like I was watching Tom Hanks. I felt like I was actually watching uh, Fred Rogers himself on screen. So it was pretty phenomenal. Uh, Third choice, though, I'm going to have to go with Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves' career, ever since uh, The Matrix, leading up to the John Wick series, He's just that good of an actor. Uh, Great person, but obviously this isn't so much about the person's character as opposed to the characters that they've portrayed. So if you get into, you know, the Bill and Ted movies are fun. uh, And his overall nice guy attitude has carried over to some of his cameos. But to be the badass that he was in John Wick, 
you know, you can't ignore that kind of presence. I don't care who you are. But the fourth choice, and this one's really hard for me. Um, you know, Jack Nicholson is really good as far as that crazy aspect. Uh, he's always been very entertaining for me to watch. Same thing for Al Pacino. But I think I would have to go, honestly, with Robert De Niro. Um, whether it's some of his earlier films where uh, he was more of the typical New Yorker style badass to more comedic roles with like Meet the Parents or War with Grandpa that just came out. Uh, he's just somebody that is fun to watch all around. Be it his comedic style, like I said, to just that intimidating presence on screen. Hands down, he would have to be my number four pick. So yeah, if I were to make a film out of this list of actors, I would have to go with Gary Oldman, Tom Hanks, Keanu Reeves, and Robert De Niro. So guys, if you're on the Facebook page, make sure you take a look. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. And if you want to explain them like I did and ramble on for several minutes, or if you just want to list numbers, either way, I'd love to know your picks. Um, and you can find that on the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Retro Geek Official. Retro Geek. So obviously, if you've made it this far, uh, you probably deserve an achievement badge. So you made it through the podcast and my constant rambling over nonsensical BS. So I, I do appreciate you taking the time, at least hearing me out and uh, sort of giving your time to just hearing me geek out over several different things. So yes, this is just the first podcast. Uh, some things may change may keep some of the same ideas, may go with something completely different. Who knows? But I would love to hear your feedback nonetheless. So uh, if you guys do want to send me an email, that is retrogeekofficial at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram, also under retrogeekofficial. Twitter is the underscore real or, excuse me, on Twitter, it's the underscore retro underscore geek. Uh, and like I said before, if you guys feel that you want to contribute towards the podcast or the website, either way, uh, you can do that by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash retro geek. And contribute that way either through the monthly membership or just a, a random tip here and there. But above all else, you know, like I said, do give the podcast a review. Um, leave it a rating. It doesn't have to be five stars. Dear God, I hope it's not five stars because I, I really don't think that highly of myself. But still leave some feedback and make sure that you share it with your friends uh, because I'm sure I'm not the only person that likes to ramble about things such as this. So anyway, um, again, I hope you guys enjoy. 
and we will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much. And uh, as always, stay geeky, my friends. <laughs>